to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today I'm going to look at a show from PBS Masterpiece called Hotel Portofino. I, I chose a show to talk about because, one, I like it a lot. And two, I just really think the context and setting is unique to what we typically see on American television. 1920s Italy is the focus of this show, and it's really the early moments of fascism. It's early to the point where the characters can make fun of Mussolini in the show, and I think that that's a really interesting moment that I've never really delved into that much because we don't, even in history classes, talk about it too much. Mussolini kind of gets looked over a little bit when we're talking about the 20s. The 20s is an interesting time in this podcast. I talk about that, the sort of the change that took place in society. So you have, and I, I compare it to COVID and the changes that we've experienced today, but obviously it was on a much larger scale because of World War One, 50 million people dying from the Spanish flu, 20 million from World War One. So there's comparisons to be made there, right? Uh, so I, I thought it was, it's an interesting moment in time. It's an interesting, uh, show, I just I love the the masterpiece genre and the the things that they do with it. There's clearly common themes, and I talk about that. You know, whenever you watch a masterpiece show, and I compare it to Downton Abbey through one of the articles that I found as I was doing some research on this, it, it's it's interesting, right? You know, what are these shows very similar? Are they different? And or is it just the genre that's similar? I kind of lean towards these are just, this is just a specific genre. But as far as Hotel Portofino goes, I recommend it. It's a good show and uh, it's a quick show to watch, six episodes. And even though I talk about fascism and the effects of PTSD in the episode, because the show talks about it, it's actually a very light show in a lot of ways too. It's a, as, as are all masterpiece shows, very beautiful, the scenery and, you know, it has it has a similar themes. So if you like Masterpiece, Hotel Portofino, or just good TV, take a listen to this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all the new subscribers through Overcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Classics Podcast. to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today I'm going to look at a show, a new show called Hotel Portofino. It's a PBS masterpiece show, and I'm a huge fan of masterpiece, whether it's the mystery series or the dramas. Hotel Portofino, the show itself actually fits into both of these categories. It, it works on three levels, in my opinion. You have the mystery, you have the drama, and there's political history in it as well. I really enjoyed all three, and I think you will as well. Um, but I want to start with what what I think is really unique about this show, and it's the the setting and context. You don't really see a lot of shows set in 1920s Italy, you know, especially with the topic of fascism. We don't really think about fascism in terms of Italy, unless you're in a history class. But this show really shows um, fascism in the Italian context. So I thought that was really cool to see. Uh, the 1920s in general are uh, a great era to study because, I mean, in American history, you have the Jazz Age, right? You have Gatsby, which a lot of English students look at. You have 
the flappers, you have uh, the jazz music, which is a huge part of the 1920s, the roaring 20s. So they all kind of represented this reaction to World War One, which turned everyone's life upside down. And I thought this was a great show to talk about because there's always that comparison with 2020 to 2022 to the present time and COVID and how our lives have been turned upside down. And so I think it's kind of crazy to do that compare. It's, it's interesting actually to do that comparison with COVID because first you have, obviously you have World War One, and you have the Spanish flu, both killed a lot of people. According to the CDC, the Spanish flu killed 50 million people worldwide in the 1910s and 1920s. World War One, and there's some overlap here, but World War One killed about 20 million people. And so that's it's just crazy to think about it because you can see why there was such an intense cultural change that took place in the 1920s. They were dealing with so much conflict and death. And so to compare to COVID, you could see that actually in that with that comparison, we haven't gone through anything like that. And so it's interesting to do that, that sort of comparison, in my opinion. So the, the show itself, Hotel Portofino, focuses, as I was sort of hinting at, on the dark part of the, the change that occurred after World War One, the role of fascism in Italy. This is a show that doesn't do it in a really heavy-handed way. It's It's sort of subtle. I mean, in some episodes, it's more obvious. But for the most part, it's a subtle display of oppression, really. You have the locals still living their lives. You still get the beauty of the Italian uh, Riviera. You still get, you know, this beautiful vacation destination. Uh, but you also get, you know, to see the the militias, these, these new fascist militias growing and developing and how they were harassing people who were not like them, which was also, which was interesting how the, the show chose to do this. They uh, focused on the, I guess, the people who were easy to harass. So you have characters like this. There's an Indian doctor. There's a British working class character. And in this show, that's who the, those are the vulnerable people who the fascists go after. So it, it kind of reminded me of uh, when I taught AP World History a few years ago. We looked at, it's basically a world civilizations course. And one of the things you look at with civilizations is how do they treat minority groups, religious, ethnic, all sorts of minorities, right? And so basically, if they treated them well, we typically see that associated with open trade, more money being made, uh, a better, just better life in general for everybody. And if they, once they start, once these civilizations, even the great ones like the Roman Empire, once they start to oppress minority groups, then they start to see a, a re, they start to struggle in their economy in general. So I thought that was kind of interesting because you see in Hotel Portofino, the the Italians not accepting the, the British and not accepting anyone who is different from a certain you know, Italian, I guess, in this, this context standard. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to see. So they they also so they they don't just ha um, harass the 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 people who are vulnerable. They also harass the main characters on the show. So one of the main characters, her name is Bella. She's a, a victim of blackmail throughout the show, blackmail and extortion. And that's a running theme in the show. So it's, it's a fascinating watch to see how that occurred. So you get this tension between this kind, empathetic entrepreneur 
And then the opposite, the fascist government official, both actors do a great job of playing their roles and you really despise the government official the whole time. It's a clever way of showing how fascism influenced those who are not political, like the hotel owner. So I, I think that's just, it's a good show to watch just for that. One more thing about fascism in this show, and I, I, like, I like how they actually show characters, specifically the main character, Bella, her husband. I like how they show that he's sort of this British guy who is somewhat sympathetic to the fascist movement and he brings it, you know, he's he's kind of making comments about how like the British need something like that. I think that's really important to show because it, it shows that these political ideologies, they weren't just like the crazies who are adapting it. It was really something that was influencing the average person. And there was a huge debate, the, debate, the, the political disagreements were just like political disagreements we have today but just more intense because of the context of the time post-World War One. So I thought that was good to show because in my opinion, we always think, oh, those are the crazy people who like became fascists, for example. But in reality, yeah, that was true. But also there were a lot of normal people and there was a huge debate. And that's important to understand when you want to understand the history of political movements. I think this show does a good job of showing that. It's also interesting because you see husband and wife have very different views. And that's that's pretty it's kind of fascinating. Okay, so other storylines other than fascism are the effects of World War One on the characters. So it's again very light because this is this is a show that's also very positive for the most part. There's a lot of you know it's a it's it's masterpiece, so it's feel good in a lot of ways. But there is this PTSD element. So basically, that's always fascinating to me because you know people in the past didn't really know how to deal with PTSD. It was basically like get over it, move on kind of thing. And you see this with one of the main characters. He's suffering. He has the he's having nightmares. Uh, and he doesn't really no one's helping him, basically. And so it, it, it's sad to see that. But I, I think that's a really powerful thing to show. And I, I like how the show did that. The characters themselves in general are kind of uh, Agatha Christie like. But for me, that's good. So I like Agatha Christie. I like the books and the shows. And this show really um, does have that Agatha Christie element. There's actually a joke at the end where they sort of reference Agatha Christie as an inspiration for the show. And I was thinking that as, as I was watching it. But, uh, you know, when they said it, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So another comparison other than Agatha Christie is, and this is a, from an article that I was reading as I was searching and researching this this episode, there is an article titled, Can Hotel Portofino on PBS Become the New Downton Abbey? It's by John O'Brien from Decider.com. And I thought it was interesting how he made the Downton Abbey comparison. I want to make a, a couple of points from the article. These are the big ideas from the article, which I really don't agree with. But I think it's interesting that people do this now. Whenever there's a show, there is this tendency to say, oh, is it is it like Downton Abbey? Because that was like the most popular one, right? The most mass appeal. Well, here are his points. He, these are the similarities that the author saw in the two shows, Downton Abbey and Hotel Portofino. One is you have the 1920s context. Okay, it's true. You have the upstairs, downstairs element, which if you don't understand what that is, it's basically, you know, the, the workers 
and the upper class sort of mingling with each other. You get to see both worlds, but then they also start to date one another. This is a common thing in these shows. Uh, and you have the characters that may kind of remind you of Downton Abbey. So that was his his main point. Those are his main points. I get the the desire and tendency to to do that comparison, but I disagree. I mean, I'm a huge fan of masterpieces as a genre in general, and these similarities, in my opinion, are just similarities with the genre. Downton Abbey didn't create this. The genre itself is constantly emphasizing these characteristics, whether it's the 1920s or the upstairs, downstairs element, any of this. It's kind of common to this genre. So I think I could see why writers who are not as familiar with the genre would say that because they think, oh, that's like Downton Abbey. But in reality, I think Hotel Portofino is just a PBS masterpiece show. Um, so I don't see it as a Downton Abbey thing. I, I see it more as just a, a masterpiece genre. Um, I'm interested to see where the where the story goes. It's This is the first season. It ended with a, there was a finality to it because you have, it's a hotel, so characters are leaving at the end. But the story can definitely continue. Uh, I do want to say one pet peeve with all these British shows, uh, well, most of them, maybe not all of them, is that when characters on these shows play American characters, and this is not unique to this show, I think they need to get either American actors or British actors who can do a better American accent because their accents are horrible. And I think if you're if you're British, you may not notice it, but I noticed, I mean, when I was watching it, I actually paused the show, looked up the characters just to confirm my bias, which was these must be British actors because those, those accents sound horrible. So I looked it up and sure enough, they were British actors playing American characters. I don't know how to explain it except to say there's something really exaggerated about the accents they put on. Americans don't sound like that. They they sound maybe 40% like it. I don't know how to measure it. But all I know is it sounds it doesn't sound like anyone I know. It sounds very exaggerated. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I see it often with these British shows. I don't know how they're taught to to talk when it comes to the American accent or to speak, but it's not really working for me. So it's, it's interesting because I probably, I mean, I don't notice it when a British, when an American's playing a British character, right? Or any other character, I just see it as an accent from an actor. So I'm, I'm sure other people around the world see that, but from the American perspective, it's kind of obvious and really over-exaggerated. So hopefully the series continues because I'm interested in it. I want to see where they take it. It could go in many directions. I, I just really liked what, what really stood out to me was the whole 1920s Italy and this really the, the rise of fascism, but on a local level where you where you don't usually see it. As a history teacher, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I just thought, you know, you don't usually see that. And that's pretty it's, it's nice when when shows change it up a little bit. I also just like Masterpiece. This has been a good summer for Masterpiece. I just finished watching an episode of Grandchester. That's on season seven. It's such a great show. Uh, it's still going really such a strong show. Usually shows will decline around season five or six, but that show, 
I think because they had a change in the main character, it's continued to be a strong show. We also had Endeavor this summer, which was mm, okay. I like the first six seasons of Endeavor. The last two seasons, not so good. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. I'd still watch it because I like the genre. But yeah, this 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 masterpiece PBS uh, genre, I guess, is how I would describe it. it it's very consistent, productive, and putting out puts out really great shows. Especially if you like a little bit of history, but feel good, kind of feel good comfort television that's not too dramatic. Not too dramatic. So I recommend this show. It's a good show. It's called Hotel Portofino. Um, great acting. And I, I think thank you for listening to this episode of the Classics Podcast. So I'll see you next week. I plan on doing the next episode on another show called The Bear. I just got to finish it up. It's a great show. I'm sure most of you have seen it. It's really popular right now on Hulu. But So that's the plan for next week. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in a few days. Thank you.